This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Big news in the Iowa football world today. I mean, honestly, by the time you're listening to this, if you don't know what the big news is, like, where have you been? You've been living under a rock <laughs> or something? Kay McMurra, Michigan quarterback, grad transfer from the Wolverines, entered the transfer portal. I believe it was Monday afternoon, early afternoon, or in the morning at some point. Only took him three days to commit to the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, David, there was a reason that we did a reaction podcast as soon as McMahon entered the transfer portal because there was there seemed to be some some significant ties with that, with the Iowa yep. and Michigan. Um, so, HawkeyeInsider.com, Sean Bach, David Eichholt on the 24-7 Sports CBS Network here tonight to discuss in the instant react – to Cade McNamara picking the Hawkeyes, the Michigan grad transfer. Um, picked the Hawkeyes on Thursday night over a number of schools that were have said to be involved with him. And, David, let's kind of get right into it. Yep. Like, what is the impact of this? This is massive, Sean. And, and as you mentioned, I know you gave some, some background about this, but let, let's rewind a little bit. So Monday afternoon, Cade McNamara entered the portal. And multiple sources told HawkeyeInsider.com 24-7 Sports that there was significant mutual interest between the McNamara camp and Iowa. And you have to give Kirk Ferentz a lot of credit. And I may go back to what Bud Elliott said, 24-7 Sports' Cover 3 podcast. Bud Elliott put out a video, Sean, and he said, I don't know if if you're a quarterback, it's dumb to commit to Iowa right now with its current offensive scheme. And he said, Kane McNamara is not dumb. So there's certainly going to be some ripple effects to this. I'm sure he's reaching out to some prospects that we already know about. We've reported on Hawkeye Insider. But this tells me, Sean, that change is coming. I mean, again, this is a high-level quarterback that has won a Big Ten championship. He has a college football playoff appearance. And it tells me that Iowa is looking at ways to push the offense forward and that there are going to be more changes coming. Uh you know, and, and Cade McNamara gave his com- commitment early to Iowa. And I think that's the most significant thing, Sean. This is not a recruitment that dragged out. I mean, this is a recruitment that I know only took a few days. And it's the first day of December, and Iowa already has its quarterback for probably the next two seasons. And for Kirk to land a guy this early, Cade McNamara is highly respected in the college football world. This is a guy who was a backup quarterback at Michigan once J.J. McCarthy beat him out. 
but he was one of the members of the team chosen to go at Big Ten media days. I mean, there's a world of respect from Michigan fans for what Caden McNamara has done on and off the field. His teammates think the world of him. He's, And I think that's such a good culture fit for McNamara and Iowa. So how big is this, Sean? I think it helps provide a solid offensive foundation that now it's up to Kirk Ferentz and company to continue to build upon. And again, this tells me there are going to be at least some things changing. I don't want to say a complete overhaul. I don't want to have an overreaction like that. But on the same day as you lose Keegan Johnson uh, to the NCAA transfer portal, for Iowa to land a very highly coveted transfer, this is a very, very good start to what I think is going to be a very busy and very hectic transfer portal season for Iowa. And I think this is the time where you have to give Kirk Barron's credit, Tyler Barnes, director of recruiting credit. They're attacking the portal and they're going to remain active in the portal. So again, huge, huge get for Iowa. I think it makes sense from a culture fit from the style that Cade McNamara wants to play and for Iowa to continue to make some offensive changes. Yeah. And I think one of the important things that needs to be mentioned here too, is some of the connections with the Iowa staff, John Bootmeyer, who works as an offensive assistant, kind of a secondary quarterback coach to Brian Ferentz, um, was a previous offensive coordinator at Colorado State, also was a quarterback coach at Wisconsin. When Bootmeyer was on staff, he was at Wisconsin. He was the first Power Five. Wisconsin was the first Power Five offer for McNamara back in 2017 when Bootmeyer was on staff. And... Fast forward a couple of years, Bumar obviously goes to Colorado State. While at Colorado State, Cade's brother, I forget which one it was at the top of my head. I should have had that right in front of me right now, committed to Colorado State. And then Bumar and the rest of the Colorado State staff were fired. McNamara's brother went to UTEP. Those connections are very valuable in college football. And yep. especially, I think, with someone like Cade, who, I mean, we have not gotten the chance to talk to yet, seems to really value those relationships. And that's a really positive thing if you're Iowa. If you you got to look at that and, you know, that that comes into play. And Iowa knew it needed a quarterback right off the bat. And getting Cade McNamara this early in the process is absolutely massive. Because not only do you get your guy next year and the year after that, but, you know, who knows who this could attract? We have a couple of names yeah. that will be up on HawkeyeInsider.com. Um, Cade's already reached out to a couple of them. One I was able to confirm. Another one is one that we've been hearing, but are still getting confirmation on it. Um, but a guy like that, he's going to attract guys to play with and, you know, they're going to attract – and I think the first thing you got to do is, you know, what does this what does this mean to the wide receiver room for Iowa? You know, I think with Nico Regini, there's some talk that he wants to come back for a sixth year. Um, and there's other buzz too. I mean, obviously with Keegan Johnson entering the transfer portal today, Thursday, I think that's something that's going to stick. But – you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Iowa staff goes about it because you get Reganey back, I think you still got to get at least two or three wide receivers. And, I mean, we'll see what Arlen Bruce does. I think that's going to be one to follow. Um, yep. But outside of that, like, it's going to be really fascinating to see how the Iowa staff goes about it because how many guys do you want to keep 
or how many guys are you going to still have on your roster from last year? And how many guys do you want to bring in still? I think that's going to be a very, very interesting, you know, process to see how the Iowa staff kind of navigates that. No, definitely. And I think that's something that we'll need to keep an eye on because if, if it's me running it, Sean, I don't know what your number is. I think Iowa needs to bring in at least three wide receiver transfers. And I think that Iowa needs to just up the overall scholarship receivers that they have. But in order to do that, you have to prove that you're going to use those wide receivers, right? So I think you at least need to get three. I think Cade McNamara has expressed to the Iowa staff that they at least want to get two, if not three, transfer wide receivers. And if that's the case, and I totally understand it, but again, I think Arlen Bruce will be something you'll people certainly want to track. I think people will want to see what, you know, maybe a Deontay Vines ends up doing and Nico Regani because, Sean, I think just given the offensive production from Iowa this season, it's almost tough to really gauge who would want to return because they've been a part of a system that didn't work. So I think it's going to be very important for Kirk Ferentz and the coaches to sit down with some of the guys. And as we've mentioned, the way college football works now, you have to re-recruit your own guys. So I'm very intrigued about how aggressive Iowa is in that camp as well. But again, I think if Iowa gets three transfer wide receivers, I think that's the golden number. I think you're feeling very, very good about this team hanging in the spring. Yeah. And I think one thing to mention too, is something that we haven't been able to get total clarification on to this point is what, how long or what, what the impact of Kate McNamara's knee surgery that he underwent a couple weeks yep. ago will be. I think that's going to be something to really monitor. Um, haven't been a lot of details on it. I think we'll, we'll once we do some digging. I mean, we just wanted to see. We wanted to see Iowa land him first. We heard all the buzz. We heard all the talk about it. We obviously got intel from it, but we wanted to see it first before we really dove into, you know, what what the potential timeline is for him and where things kind of look with him in the boat because it's going to be really fascinating to see what you know, things kind of transpire in the next couple weeks, not necessarily in the transfer portal, but with this team and how kind of things look during bowl prep. Because I think we're safe to say it now, Joey Lapis is expected to start in whatever bowl game Iowa plays with. Yeah, sounds like there's a lot of uncertainty that with Spencer Peters playing with the injury that he had against Nebraska. Now with Cade in the boat, you know what, like, Kate, if McMurray's healthy, assuming he's going to be healthy, which shouldn't be a concern until it is, but we'll, we'll have to see. Exactly. We'll, wait. we'll talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that for another day. Yep. You know, how, what does a Joey Lavis performance look like in whatever bowl game Iowa is? And I'm not saying yeah. he's going to, you know, <laughs> take over the starting quarterback job because there's a reason why Iowa went to go get Kate McMurray, but what does he look like in that bowl game? Yeah, and I'm curious how much of an offensive package they try to install. I mean, I'll give credit to Chad Lysko, Dwayne Register, Sean. I think he said it in one of his podcasts, and I agree with it, where he just said, look, if, if you're Iowa with Labus, you teach him 18 plays, and you get really good at those 18 plays, and that's what you run against whoever you're going to face in the game. And, again, I think the worst nightmare for Iowa – to some extent, as Lavis goes out and throws three touchdowns for 270 with 70% <laughs> completion, right? I mean, look, I know it's crazy, and I don't think it's going to happen, 
but you have to imagine what the buzz would be around that at that time. And again, who knows what Spencer Petras is going to do? I mean, he hasn't said he's going to move on. He might want to return for another year, and maybe he has to compete. He have to compete with Cade McNamara. But you know, at the same time, because the thing is with Spencer, Sean, I can't just knowing Spencer and the interactions we've had, I can't see him transferring down a level just to play. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I think he'd be the type of guy that if he loses out in camp, if he stayed, I think he'd be the best backup. I think he should be a grad assistant if you want to get into coaching because just how good of X's and O's guy he is. But, and again, this is with all due respect to him. If you get Cade McNamara, there's no way you can trot out Spencer Petras next year as a starter, right? I mean, are you in the same boat? Yeah, I I mean, I think that's, that's a very fair thing to say and very valid thing to say, um, especially because, I mean, you want to go get Kate McMurray to bolster your roster, to bolster the quarterback position. That is, that was the main focus of getting Kate McMurray. And yep. I mean, Cade's, I, I, I mean, you brought him in to be starting quarterback. There is no doubt about that. He was brought in to be the starting quarterback. Now he's going to have to win the job, but there's a reason they brought him in. And that was to bolster this room. And that was to raise the level of this room and to potentially bring other guys in at the wide receiver positions. Quarterback and wide receiver, those are the main two position groups. Potentially another running back, be interested to see what's what's going to transpire there. Um, with Stanford transfer running back Arlen Harris Jr. coming on campus this weekend, yep. guy that Iowa was really high on in the 2022 class, former four-star. Offense is the guys you need. You can reload on the defense because of – the reputation that you have and the, you know, just the production that you've had. And when you have Phil Parker there, you're going to be able to have guys that, you know, can make plays and win all America or become all Americans. But, you know, offensively is the focus and the Iowa staff, they're not, they're not going to mess around. This is only confidence for the staff because I think now, with them having Cade and a big name at the quarterback position and being able to recruit guys, that's going to appeal a little bit to no doubt. wide receiver targets. And it already is. It's going to appeal, and you're going to get be able to get more weapons. And if The other the thing, too, offense, Sean, is just to, just to bring it up really, really quick, he's from Reno, and he has so many connections to the West Coast. I mean, this opens up a whole new recruiting door for skill position players on the West Coast. Yeah. It does. It does for sure. Um, 
And I think one of the significant things, too, is, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Kate McNamara is going to be, you know, like God. Like, no, I said for sure. He is going to come in and do, yes, there are stuff that needs to change with Iowa schematically. There are certain areas and certain, you know, schemes, formations, what have you, like ways of doing things offensively that need to change. And Kate McMahon is not going to be the one to be able to change that. That's going to have to come with, you know, off season and doing all, you know, that sort of jazz to, to get it ready and to prepare that. But if that comes together and you have a defense that will lose some guys for sure, that there will still be some question marks. Like I think the defense will be able to be really good next year but I think it's going to take a little bit of a step back, just a little bit. But even if it takes just a little bit step back, the offense takes, I mean, the only way it can go is forward. But if it mm-hmm. takes a very noticeable step forward with McNamara, that is huge. Like that puts the ceiling of this team much higher than the ceiling of this team could have been. With with a steady offense. Now defense, the defense was absolutely nuts this year. In most games. Yeah. Most quarters. But if you have a substantial offense and Iowa's defense is does what has done in the past and just finding ways to produce, finding ways to cause turnovers, what have you, that's going to be critical for what this team can accomplish next year. Now they're not Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. But in the last year of the divisions, with the way it's looking like now. Absolutely. I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah, the West, this is like, I mean, the 12-team college football playoff too. I'm not saying Iowa's going to be a top 12 team in the country next year. But if the pieces come together. Year two, if Cade McNamara stays both years, when it changes like that, yeah. And the start. Like, this is the momentum builder at the start that you need. I don't know if I'm getting too far in my head of myself, but, like, this is this is the momentum builder that I think you need to – because, I mean, it's it's a new day and age in college football. Like, we've seen some of the more successful teams get guys from the portal. And, you know – The fact that Kirk's embracing this after all the stubbornness, after everything, the fact that he's looking to build this – at least build a good part of the team around the portal, especially with skill position players, is a huge sign. Because as you mentioned, the defense is going to be very good. You look at divisional play next year with Cade in the with Cade in the building. He gets healthy, recruits a couple guys. If Iowa even has an average offense, Sean, and they have the defense, that's 95 90% as good as it was this season. I mean, Iowa's going to be the favorite in the Big Ten West next season. I, I don't think it's too far to say that. Um, I also just think in general that Again, I always got to continue to tweak things schematically, but I don't think you're getting too far ahead of yourself because if you talk about making a splash this early in the portal process, again, McNamara would have been suited by so many really good Power 5 teams. Again, I bring it up. They want a winner. And if you talk to anybody on Michigan's campus, Jim Harbaugh, you talk to his teammates, who was the primary reason why Michigan turned the corner? They all give it to Cade McNamara. There's a great sense of leadership around him he's highly respected in the circles so from an on-field perspective i think it makes sense but just from a culture fit and what kirk looks for 
I think you're getting a very, very good leader. And I think all a lot of our Michigan subscribers from the Michigan site have come over to HawkeyeInsider.com and have essentially praised uh, McNamara for what he did for Michigan and just his leadership on and off the field. And I don't think that something can be overlooked. Now, you have to continue to build the momentum. You have to land a couple more splash guys. But if you're just talking about a good foundational piece, I mean, this is something that Iowa fans have been screaming for for two or three years. Just make a change. Go after some of these top guys. And the fact is, Kirk did it. Kirk landed it. Now the question is, how how aggressive can he be and can he continue to build off that momentum? And that's something that we're going to need to continue to, to track. But again, I think you're talking about a foundational piece for 2023 after what was an abysmal 2022 offensively, one of the worst statistically in Big Ten history. I think, you know, you say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but uh, I think Kirk's picking up a couple things. Definitely, definitely. And the staff is going to embrace it. The new age, the new era of NIL, um, realizing that you have to go after guys in the portal and reload in certain ways if you want to make an instant impact. Yes, you're going to have guys that can come through the program. You're going to have your Logan Lee types. You're going to have your Noah Shannons. Um, you're going to have your, you know, Nico Rodiganis. You're going to have your Sam Laporta's, Luke Lachey's. But you need to get guys that can fill in at different positions too. And there are going to be some positions next year where there still may be some question marks. But I think quarterback and wide receiver are the two ones where you're going to have – those are the ones that have to be answered the most. And I think – Obviously, cornerback, I think that's going to be a big one, too. Potentially in the offensive line, we'll see there. Yep. But with cornerback, if, if, so I think tier one, obviously quarterback, tier one up there, too, is wide receivers. And then tier two, I think you go offensive line and cornerback. I think those are going to be the four focuses of the soft season for the staff. No doubt. But, again, I, I don't think we're over-juicing – the impact of Cade McNamara. I mean, he was arguably one of the biggest names in the portal. So you're getting a guy, again, that's highly respected, highly regarded to commit to your program. I, I think it's a big, big hit for Iowa. I only just sit down and watch his filming, break things down and talk to some more people, Sean. But my instant reaction to kind of wrap this up is kudos to Tyler Barnes, kudos to Kirk Ferentz, kudos to anybody involved in getting McNamara to come to the University of Iowa, and I think it's a great, great building block for that 2023 Iowa football team. Yeah, just remember that Michigan beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship in 2021, 42-3. Michigan was 13-0 going into the college football playoff, obviously lost to Georgia, which could be considered one of the best defenses of all time. Yep. That starting quarterback, while, you know, there were some talented receivers around him, but I think the run game was really helpful and just the efficiency that McNamara presented too was really impactful Yeah, for that for that team. And McNamara was the quarterback for that Michigan team. And while J.J. McCarthy split snaps with him here and there, McCarthy or McNamara was the main guy. So that's something to keep in mind. But as always, David, thank you for joining me. You can – Check us out more on HawkeyeInsider.com. Follow both of us on Twitter at David Eichel, at Sean or SBOC247. We have 50% off sale going at HawkeyeInsider.com right now for a annual membership. Um, not only is the transfer portal picking up, but there are also 
the 2023 class that Iowa is looking to put the finishing touches on in the uh, football world. And basketball recruiting is also heating up. There are a couple of key 2024 targets that Iowa is really involved with. And plus with bowl season coming up, I mean, obviously Iowa <laughs> won't be playing in a in a massive bowl game, but there will be tidbits and stuff that we'll be able to share on the side about who's kind of stepping up, what the progress of Joey Labis is, who are some young guys to keep an eye on, who's been really developing well. So that's always a pretty fun time, too, because I know a lot of people love to love to hear about some of the young guys coming up. So once again, thanks again for listening and be sure to check us out more on HawkeyeInsider.com for more coverage on Kay McMara and Iowa's future pursuits in the transfer portal. Thanks again, guys. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.